So this is uh, this is a tribute to Rabbi Metanki's class yesterday that um, stimulated my uh, <laughs> juices. Uh, he is an amazing teacher. He could teach Chinese, and I would learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started off his class about the minhag of starting Takia Shofar and Chodesh Elul and the halachic ramifications of whether it's the first day of Rosh Chodesh versus the second day. The Mishnah Brewer suggests that they're yesh for yesh. Some communities do this, some communities do that. And he doesn't paskin. How minyag is to start on the second day. The yekha starts, they blow shofar in after mincha because the... Uh, the Maharil suggests, it's a, who says, Mina kosher litkor bokev erev. So they, they take that literally and they do it on just before erev. And he went into all the ramifications halachically, but he did start out with a Pirkei de Rebeleza. Pirkei de Rebeleza um, that, I, um, that I got triggered by. So let's learn that Pirkei de Rebeleza and then let's, let's go into my... Uh, my uh, neurosis about it. <laughs> the Pirkei de Rebeleza is chapter 46. Um, and um, uh, remember, it's the, the Rebeleza is Rebeleza, the Tana Rebeleza Hercanus. So it suggests that the original text is second century, but from the fact that he talks about Yishmael in such a derogatory way, we know it was written, certainly parts of Pirkei de Rebeleza were written after the Saracen conquest in 722. So we know it's 8th century, at least the latest versions of Pirkei de Rebeleza. By the way, I've said this uh, a number of times, uh, when Milton writes Paradise Lost, um, it's clear he has access to Midrashim that are clearly rabbinic. And no Christian would know from the church fathers or anything about the Midrashim he's quoting. For instance, uh, that Satan was once an angel, and then he's a fallen angel. He was the greatest of angels, and then he fell to the lowest. He became the Satan or the Samach Mem. So um, how would he have gotten it? And there is a Latin translation of Pirkei's Revelator that was floating around England in the 1600s. No, he's and so he's it, it was clear that, that Milton had access to a rabbi in London in the 1600s who had a translation of Pirkei de Rebeleza into Latin. And there are scholars who say that's where he got these midrashim from, okay? okay. For me, the beauty of Pirkei de Rebeleza is how it taps into mythical themes. Uh, when I say mythical, I mean not that they're a myth, meaning they're a false, but they are stories that define the way we look at ourselves as a culture, as a nation. For instance, the idea of the Sotan. The idea of the Sotan, and the idea that the chauffeur has come for a particular reason. So, um, um, so let's just read this Pirkei Rebbe letter. Oberosh Chodesh Elul, Omar Chodesh Baruch Hu Moshe, Allah Eli Hahora. Uh, Deuteronomy 10.1, and it was on Rosh Chodesh Elo that God said to Moshe, come up, back up the mountain. Remember, he had been up the mountain, came down, broke the tablets, now he's called up. That is, Moshe was called up three times on Har Sinai, each time 40 days. The first was 18th of Tammuz, 
uh, sorry, the first. Then the 18th of Thomas, he ascended the second time um, and came down on the 29th of Av, which is the first day Rosh Chodesh Elul. Then he goes back up, and 40 days later, Solachti uh, Kidvarecho, he's forgiven on Yom Kippur. <coughs> So he's told to come up the second time. And as he's going up, they are blowing the shofar as he's going up. And why were they blowing the shofar? So that they shouldn't then turn, be seduced into their old addiction for Avodah Zorah. So tell me, what is the function of the shofar here? He's going. He says, "I'm going up a second time, and they're blowing the shofar. Why? Shelo yitu od achavodizora. What is the function of the noise of the shofar? No, 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 no. It's about them. It's about them. I have no idea. I'm guessing. So it's to make them aware and and focus. Or and the opposite. Or the opposite to distract them. He's going up, and they're blowing. They're, the whole camp is blowing and making a noise, and that distracts them from their natural desire for Avodah Zorah. One or the other. Right? Now, in Kabbalah, the Avodah Zorah, the eagle, wasn't just, you know, an idol. It was a specific idol. It was an eagle. It was a calf. Well, in Ezekiel's vision, the throne of glory is supported by an ox, a lion, an eagle and a man. One, so in Kabbalah, it wasn't that there's nothing, everything is full of the divine. So you can't say that's non-divine. Everything is divine. So then what was the sin of the eagle in Kabbalah? It was you restricted your imagination of the divine to one quarter of what it should be. So this... They would have made four animals, four of those animals, and that would be... <laughs> I mean, they, if they would have imagined what Ezekiel imagined, then they would have gotten to the throne, and sitting on the throne is to Musodom, the divine Anthropos. But they didn't. They restricted themselves to one. There was a restriction of their spiritual vision. You didn't... To me, this is the problem with orthodoxy, <laughs> that it's, it's restricted. It, it lacks imagination. It doesn't use the full spiritual imagination. And that's what the P.S. Setzner was trying to do in the 30s with his new revolutionary way to teach Torah, right? To bring out the imagination of a child, not to kill it. <laughs> yeah? to, em to emote it. And he used a lot of Rav Nachman's Hizbodidus techniques, etc. So, so the function of that shofar was to distract. Oh, Second, re second reason for the shofar, that God was somehow elevated with that shofar. Psalm 47, 6, that go up to the Lord with the truer. Meaning when a king comes into his court, there's bugles. This is, if you ever see the queen's uh, coronation in 1953, right? There's, there's bugles and there's trumpets and blah, blah, blah. So the second function of the uh, the, tr the 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 sultan is uh, the, sorry of the of the chauffeur uh, is to exalt the king. 
So therefore the sages instituted the practice. And that's why on Rosh Chodesh Elul, when Moshe is the day after he's summoned up, it's 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 called. Okay. The third reason is given that we're told. To confuse the Sotan. And what does that mean, to confuse the Sotan? I understand the first. It's to distract me from my addiction. I understand the second, that is to accompany the king as he's going to be crowned on Rosh Hashanah. But then the third reason he's given is And in the Pirkut Revelator, um, the Sotan is 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 called Samael. Samael, every every name with an L means it's an angel. So it's this fallen angel that Pirkei Zerubbabel talks about in the beginning with the creation of man. And he says, "Thou Lord of the universe, you've given me the power over all of the nations of the world, but over Israel you have not given me power." So God says to him, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you power one day a year on Yom Kippur if they have any sin. If they don't have any sin, you don't have any power over them. But if they have sin, you do have power. Therefore, they gave him a present, and that is the Sa'ir Azazel. Remember, there were two sin-offering goats, one for the Kohen Godel, and one was sent out of the camp to appease him. Right? Okay. So then we are told that um, that we are blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah in order to um, t- uh, to to confuse the sotan. What does this mean? In order to confuse the sotan. What does it mean, right? And every day of Elul we blow the shofar, except Shabbos. Um, Except for the last day. And except the day before, right. So, and the reason, the traditional reason for stopping on the day before Rosh Hashanah is to make a separation between that which is just a minhag and that which is, of course, a mitzvah. I think he said it was because... Nobody said yesterday? Yeah. That. That's part of the confusion, right? right? He yeah. thinks that we stopped on Erev Rosh Hashanah. He goes, oh, my job is done. That's very cute, right? Now, the name Satan, the Sotan, confusing the Sotan in Jewish tradition, certainly in Pirkei Drebeleza, is, is associated with the primordial Nochosh, the Nochosh HaKadmoni. Again, this is a mythical story about the Garden of Eden and a talking snake who impregnates Eve and produces, you know, Cain. Nothing confuses the Satan more than breaking free from the web of complacency. So blowing the shofar for an entire month um, can also take on a dead weight of routine. All right. Now, the acronym for the first of these types of six, Ola Bitrua, uh, is cross Satan, rip up the Satan, confusing the Satan. So I wanted to bring a Degel Machne Ephraim that I think puts it back on a marshal from his grandfather, the Baal Shem HaKadosh, that will try and shed some light on, on what is this confusing the Satan. 
Shamati Mashal Madono Vizakeni, I heard a story from my grandfather, and it's one of the longest stories he quotes. He quotes it word for word. And this is in the Haftorah of Parshas Kisovo in the Degel Machne Ephraim. So the king has a castle, he has a moat, then he has a bridge, then he has a, uh, a wall, and then he has a number of emplacements. I'm thinking of Verdun in the First World War, right? The, just crazy the way the Germans had set up barrier after barrier after barrier because they knew if they would get through to Verdun that they would break through the German lines and at the end of that summer nothing had been accomplished even though we finally got it but the Melech Shasa there were many many barriers and walls and chayalot rabim mevuhalim and many soldiers that could cause great dismay and panic and he also had a section of uh, bears and wild animals for in order what was the function of this that was the function the function of these barriers means you'll be afraid and there'll be no access it means you don't have access to me the nimshal you will see is living in this world of helam, of, of hiddenness of the divine. The divine is hidden in some kind of castle, and everything that we try to do to access the higher power is fraught with barrier after barrier after barrier. And not anyone who just wants to use the name or take the name can do it. The king was fearful. And he was very powerful, a real tyrant. But he was very reputable, and his reputation was throughout the world. And his glory filled the earth. Yeah, obviously that refers to. In Kaddish, we say Kaddish, 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 talking about the divine, of course. I mean, he's, he's, he's pushing you already, he's pushing you in the Moshal already to you, you know what the Nimsh is right, right? He's using those technical terms, It's just one little problem, just one problem, just one, and that's the walls and the barriers that prevented you from access. So the issue here in the mashal is a one of access. And now the trick. The trick is that a proclamation goes out from the king's office that whoever wants to come to the king, the king will give him great wealth. So this is the setup. You have to understand the, 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 the irony of the setup in the mashal before we go to the nimshal, because the nimshal affects our spiritual lives. And without understanding the mashal, so the setup is what? Whoever wants to come has access to me. Please come. And if you do come, I'm going to give you lots of wealth and riches. But I'm not going to open the door. The year sar etzlo. Not only that, I'll appoint you as a minister. 
So the first level, first line of defense, the first guy shows up and he sees that there's this huge wall. It's very scary. It scares his heart. And he turns home and he goes home. No, there are some who've done some training, like I haven't done this year. And they can climb the wall and they can go through the ditch and they can go under the barbed wire. Zulif name is and so there they are satisfied with the money that's given to them at that final wall and then they go home and there's the next one who says well I can do that and there's more wealth if there's waiting there so let me try the next step but then he is completely put off because it's so improper okay so that's this so far we've got set up come to me but it's quite clear you have to go through trials to get to me what does this remind you of no I'm sticking with the myth the hero's conquest right James Campbell Jung there's an archetype of the hero the definition of the hero is he doesn't start a hero he starts like a country bumpkin and then he tests his metal so he has to go through to get to the maiden right he's got to go through rivers and forests and mountains and blah 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 then he meets a scorpion and a devil and he meets the right and he meets the sirens right and they and he says who says tie me to the to the mast of the ship Odysseus, right? This is the hero's journey. That's what he's describing, right? I'm looking for the hero who's going to make it through the walls of my castle. Now we come to the king's son. But King's son is also one of the uh, people of the land, a citizen of the land. And apparently, he is also not in the castle and has to prove his mettle to become the king. There's a slight difference between the son of the king, right? That's Klal Yisrael, of course, whose whole insides burn for the king. And he knows that the father has compassion for him and wants him to succeed. So there's a two-way feeling here. The father loves me. I know my father loves me. And I know I'm burning to be next to my father. Right? Right? So what does he do? And not only that, because he's the king's son, he has been given the wisdom, the wisdom to overcome these obstacles. So the setup is the regular people, nations of the world, right? They've been given the task, but they haven't been given the trick. Mm 
they haven't been trained, they didn't do basic training. So they fablonja on the way by the first wall, the second wall, the third wall. But the son has been given this innate chokhmah, he's been given this secret wisdom, this, this divine wisdom, that is not only an emotion, meaning my love, my father loves me and I love my father, but he's been given koach ha'av bivno b'chokma. He's been given this vodubim. And so when he comes to the walls and the rivers and the wild animals and the bears and all those things that dismay and hide the Pnei Melech, the king's face, teimo atzmo limaod he now has this kind of crisis and he's questioning himself and says why is it that you who have the reputation of being such a compassionate think of theodicy here right this is all focused you are supposed to be so compassionate. You have hidden yourself in these hastoras. In the 20th century, where more people have been killed than the history of mankind. Where were you? Why are you hiding like this? And I? I'm, I'm outside this. And then he cries. Now, when I see this psalm that the Baal Shem Tov is quoting, and I've said this to you before, this is not just any psalm. Psalm 22 is a psalm that has been taken by all three daughter religions of Abraham. Eli, Eli, Lomo Azavtani. Lord, why have you forsaken me? Meaning, at this moment, he has an existential crisis. He's reached rock bottom. He says, I got nowhere to go. I, I'm outside the wall. I'm just like everybody else. You gave me this chokhmah, and all I can un- try to question is why would someone who has a reputation of being so compassionate would put up all these walls that hide your face, meaning hide your truth, meaning hide the reason why this evil and the sotan is in the world. And he uses that verse which is so fraught and I have to tell you this is heterodox not orthodox that the Baal Shem Tov was very aware of, of the Frankist movement and the Shabtai Tzvi movement and the Frankist movement especially Jacob Frank had made overtures to try and rescue Christianity from the false messiah and bring him to the true messiah the Mashiach Ben Yosef uh, who is Shabtai Tzvi? Shabtai Tzvi and Jacob Frank. Oh, he himself. Yes, okay. they so he's felt. He's going to rescue Christianity yeah, yeah, yeah. and let them know that he really he's the Messiah. Right, or that he's the, the precursor of the Messiah. Right, okay. and and the Baal Shem Tov had very warm uh, feelings and felt that uh, the pursuit by people like Yaakov Emden and and and, and uh, Ergus and others uh, was way overboard in their pursuit of this heresy. In fact, if you look back, their pursuit to destroy the heresy, to destroy the heresy and destroy Frank, and and if you look back, it turns out that more damage was done to the stature of the rabbinate in Europe of Ashkenazi Europe in the 1700s because of this pursuit between Rabbi Yaakov Emden and Rabbi Jonas and Ibishitz, and 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 looking at 
Sabbatians under every pillow, right? Uh, more damage was done to the prestige and the authority of the rabbinate in the people's eyes than anything that could have been achieved by rooting out this heresy. And yet he's quoting, the Baal Shem quoting, is quoting this verse. My Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? And now this is, he's at rock bottom. And it's precisely, and this is Rav Nachman's Torah about you know, when you come into the blot and you have nowhere else to go. Because of the power of his burning heart, that is broken, different religion. I want the broken heart, not the behavior. Lovo el Oviv, what does he do? Moise atzmo v'doichek atzmo b'koach ledalek alachomis. Somehow he is given, not from himself, that something comes to him, a gift, having been at rock bottom, and anyone who's been there and knows, I've got nothing left, I'm empty, I just, the power of this sotan is so powerful, I got nowhere else to go. Be, uh, and with that koach of that brokenness, paradoxical, because if you're broken, how could you get yourself out of jail, right? Love or love, Moise Atzmo, he just throw, he jumps into the fire. He pushes himself, and he pushes himself, he just goes rushing into the walls and the rivers and the, 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 the soldiers. So now something transforms in the father's soul. When the father sees the son with such mysterious nefesh. So Lomo Azavtani means, Lord, why have you forsaken me? And of course, in the New Testament is Lama Lama Zavachtani, why have you crucified me? Okay, the Septuagint to slaughter me, right? Okay, but, but, but both traditions are talking at the same mythical trope. At the moment at which I'm saying, Gewalt, what have you done to me? I am, I've got nothing left. When that happens and I just throw myself, for them it's on the cross, for us it's into the flames. All right, with the Noyem Elimelech, Lahabdil says you have to throw yourself into the fire. When the father sees that, the gaguim um siris nefesh, the shavoso also ba'ozne of it, and he hears the cries of the son. He removes, now get this, he removes the achizas enayim. Meaning when I looked at those walls and those bears and those things, I, it turned out to be an achiza of the enayim. It happened to be a false perception, an illusion. Then the abishta removes the illusion. Shum masach mavdil. Rak Eretz Misha Vagana and then suddenly he sees that it's 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 Pardesim, it's orchards, it's it's beautiful gardens and right. and gentle streams and uh, so really it's easy. He doesn't really need to have gone through basic training and be able to climb over walls and swim across no. alligator no. infested moats. Really, That's he just so needs to see properly and then he walks through orchards. Just, just, right. he just needs to see no, clearly. But, but the point is, it's not difficult. 
Once he sees correctly, it's easy. I would say the opposite. No. It's the hardest thing in the world. To see to see correctly. <laughs> right. That's the hardest thing Correct. in the world. Correct. But the actual once you do see correctly, then Right. But what he is saying is something so profound about our religious lives. Yes. We live in a world of false perception. And that's why we see there's Mosokha Mabdil between us and the Rabbonish line. I, I just read this in the. I was, I was reading with Pete Setson's uh, To Heal. Yes. And this one line is just saying with, that, that you should imagine this is an advice. Yes. To imagine yourself right. in, a, in a garden and that Hashem and his retinue right. comes by to in, in the afternoon right. to enjoy your company. Right. Well, I know. It's so different from seeking, you know, climbing yeah, over yeah, walls and yeah, seeking yeah. Hashem. That's exactly just, the Hashem point comes here. to enjoy right. my company. Right. And he was trying to educate a new group of children into our Vodas Hashem that avoided that, you know, obsessive halachic stupping. And, and he was trying to inculcate a whole new group in Piasetzna of Talmudim that would have this spiritual imagination. This is imagination. Yes. This is guided imagery, he's yes. saying. Yes. Yes. And he's saying that suddenly all of these fall away. And he's standing in the court with beautiful clothes. And there are beautiful orchestra and singers. And now the response of the son is what? Now he, 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 first he did this existential crisis moment. Kaylee, Kaylee, Lomas of Tony. The second thing is an action he takes and he rushes against everything, which is counterintuitive because he know he might die. He just goes rushing because he has, he's filled with the gaguim of the father and the father gives him that koach ledaleg al hachomos to jump over. And then suddenly the illusion is lifted. The achizas enayim, look at the process. The achizas enayim, the false perception is removed. Suddenly he finds himself in front of the king. And now he makes the following statement statement. Vayar, he now sees clarity. Vayipul alponov, he falls on his face. Vayoma, aho adoni melech ovi umalki. OMG, my father, my king. So to speak. Mazos, what just happened? Umazea shall start upon hastoros ponecha yisinivol. Quoting from Psalm 30, right? Well, why did you do this? was this for? What, you, what did you put me through? You gave me the soldiers and the walls and the moats and the bears and the lions and tigers and what? More bears. No, what was it from the... Lions and tigers and bears. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah, that's it. Ovadati. And he says to the father, I, I, I was nearly, I nearly died. I had to jump into this. And now the king's response. So here's the response to the theodicy, right? Here's the response to why the Hastor him. Here you expect the response from the Baal Shema Kodesh as to why we have to go through all of this. Kumbani Chavivi. Come, arise, my son, my beloved. I'm giving you the, you know, this, this golden, what the queen holds. You know, Scepter. Scepter. And he put him a crown and he dressed him in Malchus. And now he answers him. Lola Manchov. Valicha, Asisi, it calls us. 
I, I, I didn't do this just to just for, 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 for sake just for the sake of it. Rakleman Nasoscha, I had to put you through a trial. Remember, I talked to you about the hero's journey, right? You had to go through this trial. Joseph Campbell said, Sheva Yipul Sadik become, right? So the Pshat is how do I know if you're a tzaddik or not? Oh, every time, every time you fall, you get up. Oh, that makes you a tzaddik. Seven times, seven times you fall. Oh, that makes you a tzaddik. Comes along Baal Shem and says, through the, the, the voice of Reb Nachman, Sheva Yipol tzaddik v'kom. You only become a tzaddik by falling seven times. You have to go to tzaddik school. And how, what do they do? It's basic training in falling. I needed to test you to see how much you love me. Oh, so that means as we go through life and we don't see the divine, that now becomes a test of our spirituality. How's the test? Well, I want to see you. Really? You want to see me? You want access to me? Let me tell you. I got some wolves, I got some bears and lions, and I got this stuff... That prevents you from seeing me. Okay, so what do I have to do? Well, I gotta test you. I gotta test your metal. M-E-T-T-L-E, the Shakespearean metal, not M-E-T-A-L. I've gotta test your metal. I've got to see what is your character. How much do you burn to see me? This is the marshal. And and so the Baal Shem HaKadosh says, V'zehu, and that, what's it mean in the Haftorah? Kumi ori ki orech. So the pshat is, arise, your time, your light has come. Kavod Hashem olayich, zorach, meaning the time for you to re-emerge, okay, that we're told in Isaiah. This is Isaiah 60, which is... Deutero Isaiah, that means he's talking about not doom and gloom, but the, the restoration of, of the kingship, right, of Am Yisrael. That means in the future, he's talking about the future, the messianic era, your time will come. Pirish loshon histalkus ha'or, meaning there has been a withdrawal of the light in the Golos. Kivo ha'shemesh, but now, and the sun has gone down. And so there is darkness, and there's Golos, and there is the Hastoros Ponim. Kadesha Alecha Yizra Kvod Hashem. Sequentially, it's not that he's taking the Pshat. It's the Pshat is, it's time for you to get up, because the, the sun's gone down, but now the sun, now the, the light has risen, your light of Klal Yisrael. He goes, no, no, no. This is applicable to every person's spiritual journey. There's a sequence. First, Kivo Hashemesh, so you're in the dark and you have absence of light, so you don't see the divine, and you have all these Nosachamatil. Kadesha Alecho Yisra Kvod Hashem, so that sequentially, by showing your metal and showing your, um, uh, perseverance. your perseverance and your desire for the king, um, the, that the Kvod Hashem will then. Because the darkness covers the land. The darkness is all the dividers that, that divide us from him. And those who fall, who are coming to 
try to conquer it. But he who has this gnostic knowledge, this gnosis, this secret knowledge that in fact this is all an illusion, because in fact, if I believe that his the land is filled with his glory, which means in in Hasidish terms that the presence of God is down here, not up there, right? Also, also here. I think it means not. Also here, okay. <laughs> that is also here. The Tzoeg believe Nishvar, and and if you don't see him, then there's a problem with you because he is here. So the problem is inside you. The Tzoeg believe Nishvar El Oviv Rachamim. So I know theologically that he's filled with Rachamim. He's my father. I also know that he's filled in the land. So the problem is with me because those are the theological categories I have to buy into. That's part of me, right? There's a part of me that believes that, but I don't see it. And he wants He wants me to break through and see him. The Yodea, and I know theologically, that my Nishoma is of a is taken straight from him. So then in Cain, then I say, this is the Nimshal, I'm going through this existential crisis. Lama who atzmo. So why is he hiding himself from me? And then I break my heart and I confess my sins and I cry and I cry. Different religion, right? Different avoider. This is all internal avoider. This is all about the heart and how we need the broken heart. Through that, the Mosach Mavdil is broken between. It's interesting how he takes the theological position and then says the response to that has to be an internal mystical one. The the, the, the the response has to be on the individual level, my relationship with the divine, my brokenness, my questioning, why have you done this to me? Why have you forsaken me? Which is a pre a prequel to the brokenness and the ability to connect again, which comes as a gift from above. Because I keep crying and crying and crying, and then suddenly the gift of the illusion of my eyesight is given. And I think that that is what is meant by irbuvesa sotan. What does it mean to be confusing the sotan with the tekiah shofar? What does the tekiah shofar do? Wakes me up. It shows me of the false illusion of my visual acuity. And that is because the Sotan is the one that's putting all these things between me and the Rabboni Shlom on a very personal letter, level. That whole Mosach HaMavdil, that inability to see the divine in this world, is that fallen age in the Sotan. And so the Irbu Vesa Sotan, the confusion of the Sotan, is the breaking of my visual cataracts.